crisis and economic depression, small business owners often struggle with making sales and keeping the loyalty of their people because if you ain't selling, it's hard to pay the bills. On the Ethical Sales Podcast, you will learn new ways to selling ethically and communicating with your people to create more loyalty and getting out of the rut of stress and frustration. When there is plenty of sales, there should be plenty of profits to keep things flowing smoothly and everybody be happy. Because if it's not red, we ain't recording. That's right. Hit the button. There we go. Mash the button. All right. Last week, we talked about closing the deal. And I think we're going to continue that conversation a little bit on closing the deal, specifically getting into some objections. Asking for the money. Asking for the money, boys. How aggressive are you? How aggressive should you be when you are going to close a deal? Or maybe even after you bid the job, how aggressive are you going to be? Good question. You know, the, the level of aggression shouldn't need to be very high if you've done your job. So we talked last week about relationships, and we're not going to talk about that today, but that's set. We're assuming that's set. We're assuming you have built some rapport, you've had some conversations with the building owner, and now maybe it's been a month. You know, you're following back up with this guy because the fortune's in the follow-up, especially the bigger the deals, you know, the more you have to follow up. And so you don't want to be a jerk about it, but I think you still want to be pretty aggressive. I would tend to border on occasionally having a guy tell me, aren't you being a little bit pushy? Maybe you're following up a little bit too much. If I get that, I know that's a good gauge because that's where I want to ride. Like I want to ride there. And if a guy says that, I, I kind of laugh and I say, hey, I apologize, but I really want your business. Like I really, I'm sold on what I'm selling. I, I really want your business. Just let him know. Like, let him know. Put yourself in that scenario. You're sitting there. A, a dude comes out to your place. You're thinking about putting a pool in your backyard and he shows up and he's like, you got three quotes. Who are you going to work with? The guy that follows up and says, hey, I really want to do it for you. I really want to do it for you. Or are you going to go with the guy that never calls you? Because when you have a problem, he's probably not going to take your call anyway. I, I'm attracted to urgency. I'm attracted to somebody that he's just sold on what he's selling. I'm attracted to that. So I'm going to do business. I don't care if I'm paving my driveway. You know, that guy that is going to call me up and stay in my face about it and say, hey, what's too much? I'll ask my customers, what's too much? If I call you every week, is that too much? And they're like, nah, nah. Most times they're like, nah, nah. If I call you every month, is that too much? Eh, when's a good time to call you? I don't want to be a pain, but man, I don't want you to forget about me. Like, let people know. That's the, that's the kind you, of... Or you could say, I'm, I'm afraid you're going to hire the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm afraid you're going to hire the wrong guy. I really want your roof. You know, we did a, a project. Give them an example. Yeah. Just say, hey, I'm afraid you're... You know, you know why I call you that much? Because I'm afraid you're going to hire the wrong guy. Let me just tell you about a customer we just finished up with. Actually, you should, you should talk with this customer. You should talk to him. You want to talk to this guy? We just did a roof for him. Give him somebody, somebody you just finished a project, project up for if you can. Let him connect. Let him talk. Let somebody else vouch for you. You know, hey, I'll three-way him in. You know? And, you know, just be confident. Don't, don't get weak. You know, when he asks that, don't go, oh, I'm sorry. Just say, hey. Just put a smile on your face. Don't let it intimidate you. And just say, I'm afraid you're going to hire the wrong guy. Or whatever, whatever your line is, whatever works for you. Be your own self. You don't have to make up or do exactly what somebody else does, but figure that out for yourself. Use service to sell too. We're going to come in and we're going to do the best job possible, but I can promise you if you ever have a problem here, we're not going to try to have a leak on this roof because leaks cost us money. 
but I work very hard. If, if you call me and you have any leaks or any problems, we'll be here the, you know, probably that same day. If it's late in the day, we'll be here the following day. We're going to service the tar out of you. That is exactly what I told people over and over and over. I tell people that we're going to service the tar out of you. You know, that's exactly what I'd tell them. And people like that. Just be real. I don't care if this guy is worth a billion dollars or if he's worth a million dollars or if he's broke. People are people, you know, and just put yourself in their shoes and think about what would speak to you. And I think as a rule, urgency, being willing to burn the deal. A couple of years ago, um, Daniel Weber, if you're listening, shout out to you. And I were going to, um, oh, I think it was in Ohio. And we looked at seven or nine rifts that day. I forget what it was. And these were all projects that he had bid and had scheduled to go back and just do some follow-up with. They had all said, yeah, you can stop back in. You know, we're interested. We're not sure who we're going to go with yet, but we'd have another conversation. And we spent pretty much the entire day going out and just meeting people and doing follow-up. And they were all good-sized roofing projects. And I remember at the end of the day, he said, man, you just really go for it. You're willing to just burn the deal. And I said, I would much rather quickly figure out if this is going to work between us than waste the next six months of my life and 10 phone calls and then figure out that it wasn't worth my time. I would just ask the guy, hey, we in the ballgame. We in the ballgame. Where are we at? He'd, say, he'd tell us. We'd pull the objection. You asked for the objections. That's what we're talking about today. And he'd say, well, I like your system but I'm just not sure we're going to spend $50,000. I'm not sure we're going to spend $100,000. And then we could say, hey, I, I got an idea. Rather than you, you what say- What kind of money do you want to spend? You know, rather than us doing the deal for hundred grand right now, have you ever considered doing your front half of the roof? And then next year we do the back half of the roof. And then after the back half's done, we'll write your warranty up. And people are like, oh, no, I didn't think about that. I like that. We bring things up like, did you realize that it's a, a 100% tax write-off this year? Because we're restoring a roof. We're not, this is not a new roof. This is a restoration. It's hundred percent tax credit. Oh no, I didn't think about that. Wow. That just saved me a bunch of money in my taxes or whatever, but ask for the objection. I'd much rather get a guy telling me, I'd rather he kick me in the butt and say, get out of here. I don't ever want to see your face again. And now I can go deal with something that is worth my time. I want to figure that out really quick. But when you go for it, you're attractive. When you are willing to burn the deal, you're attractive because you're not begging. You're not sitting there going, I can't lose this deal. So I'm just going to, the problem with you not being urgent and willing to ask that is you don't have enough deals because you're afraid to burn a deal. You know, you only have six deals going for yourself. You're, you're scared you're going to lose them. So you tiptoe around them and the, you know, that's no way to close a deal. You know, people read you like a book. If you're going in and just being yourself and being real and letting them know you want to do business with them and just work with the lead, like you're you're not scared to get a no, you're a lot more likely to get a yes. If you work with the deal like you're afraid to get a no, you're not asking those hard questions. You're not getting those, you know, I've went into scenarios where we've just believed some of the objections and where the guy says, oh, we're not going to do anything until, you know, August. Okay. This is maybe March. Okay. I'll get back with you, you know, in August, <laughs> whenever we get a little closer. And the next time you call him in mid July, he's even, done. Yeah. Done even did first of deal. July, they already Thrift did done. the deal because somebody kept bugging him. You know, somebody kept calling, somebody kept saying, hey, you know, I know you want to wait till August, but let me explain to you why you might not want to wait till August. You know, August is fall. It starts getting colder. You're better off doing this in the middle of the year than you are in the end of the year. Our customers that we do middle of the year are our best customers, are our happiest customers. You create a reason for them to do it sooner because we have long beautiful days to work with. The late and the fall jobs are always the jobs that we're back on in the next spring because we had weather issues. 
not saying we're going to, but those are reasons for you to maybe consider doing something a little sooner. So you can use an objection to create urgency. You can oftentimes use the objection to close people, turn the objection around and make it a reason too. And oftentimes you can, you can find a way to do that. You know, I know we're talking roofing right now, but in the, you know, we bring on a lot of new contractors every year and occasionally we're sitting down with somebody looking to maybe get in the business, maybe start using some of our systems. And they might say, well, now is just not a good time because we're really low on money. Okay. That's a reason to do it. You're getting into this. You're not getting in this because you have money. You're getting into it because you don't have money, right? Yeah. When do you want to make money? Like if you keep doing what you're doing, are you going to have money? Well, no. Then we need to do this like now. Create a reason to. Don't be afraid to lose it. I've had one guy told me, we talked about seller be sold in the last episode. One guy told me, he said, well, I'm really interested. I want to set up an account, but... I'd really like to go out there and meet a customer first and kind of check the area and make sure, you know, there's roofs to be done and blah, blah, blah. And I just said, hey, I totally understand. Agree with him. Totally understand where you're at and how you're thinking. But let me just say this. You only sell as you're sold. And if you're not sold enough to set up an account, you're not going to sell anybody on buying a roof from you. And he looks at me and he goes, oh, uh, 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 what do I got to do to set up an account? And five minutes later, we had his account set up. But you can oftentimes use that and close people on the objection, make the objection a reason to. I always like think that's the easiest way to remember how to use those objections to keep moving forward. 100%. And don't be afraid to burn the deal. Go for the objection. If you're married, that's probably how you got married. You popped the question or somebody did. At some point, will you marry me? At some point you have to say, well, you cut me a check so we can get this thing started. I can't help you until you cut me a check. Get the contract signed and get me the down payment and we're going to take care of all your problems. All your problems are going to be taken care of, boys. I tell customers this, sign that and your roof problems are now my problems. Yeah, that's a good one. No longer your problems. For the next, whatever the years, let's say the warranty is 18 years. For the next 18 years, this roof will be mine, not yours. How do you like the sound of that? You know what? The customer is going to say every time, I like the sound of that. Then you sign on the line, which is dotted. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this week's episode on Ethical Sales Podcast. Hey, 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 before you leave, let me ask you a question. Have you ever struggled with knowing how to open a conversation? Have you ever struggled with knowing how to close the sale? Elias Rayburn and his twin brother, Matt, put together a small booklet titled Simplify the Sale that teaches you how to open conversations and how to close the sale. You can download your copy for free at smarterroofer.com forward slash simplify. Again, download your copy for free at smarterroofer.com forward slash simplify. You're listening on the Verbal Crowd Network. Find more great shows at verbalcrowd.com.